Hey there, I'm Emlyn Miles Mattingly, your host for the Minority Money Podcast. I'm glad you're here. You know why? Because this is the place you can come to get your weekly finance, family, and fitness motivation, not only to experience success in those areas for yourself, but also to help others in our community achieve greatness too. Super happy that you're on the show with me. So let's jump right in. Welcome back to the Minority Money Podcast. I am your host, Emlyn Miles Mattingly, where we are changing the complexion of wealth. Wanted to jump on here today, and we have a special episode, and I have a special guest that's joining me today. She comes on every once in a while, and if you have not had the pleasure or heard my wife on the show before, you're in for a treat today. She's going to join me on the show today, and we're going to talk about some stuff. But before I bring her on, I just want to give her a special shout out and say happy anniversary. We made it five years. You survived five years. <laughs> it's, uh, five we years. are celebrating five years. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah, we're not surviving. We're <laughs> celebrating five years of marriage. It's been an incredible ride. I'm lucky and blessed to have a life partner like you. So we're going to start to show out with that. And our guest today is none other than the one and only Maricela Miles Mattingly. Welcome back to the show. Yes. Well, thanks for having me back. I mean, I really appreciate you bringing me in from the other room to, to record this episode. And happy anniversary to you too, babe. I mean, five years, but it's not only been five years. We've known each other for a long time now. So it's definitely nice to have a partner. And that's what I have in you. So thank you for being an amazing husband an amazing father to our children. Well, thank you. Thank you. That's the award that I want to win right there. Best husband award. So I'm working oh, on thank it. You. We get that best husband <laughs> award going. Wanted to jump on today and give a few updates. Definitely wanted to talk about our five years celebrating our anniversary, some of the stuff that we've gone through, but just life and celebration of the five years and, you know, the family is growing and the kids, shout out to the kids, all the Miles Mattingly children. Love you guys. and. It's been awesome to watch you all grow together. And the big sisters, Jada and Mia, shout out to you for all the help with your little brother and sister. They have been progressing so fast. I think having older kids in the house helps them um, learn so much. So those of you out there that have older kids and younger kids, you know exactly what we're talking about when the kids all get together. I don't know if you had. Yeah, I mean, just seeing them all interact in the different ages and just seeing the older ones help the little ones and then just. The little ones keeping the younger ones a little bit more active. Like, let's go here. Let's go play there. So just seeing the dynamics of them grow up and how much they love each other. I mean, they always ask about each other. And it's just neat to see that love and genuine love that they have for each other. And of course, it starts from us. So I feel like we've created that nice foundation for them to grow and build and do anything that they can do. So it's great seeing them. I want to talk a little bit about our wedding when we got married because it was if you're not from the Central Valley, it's summertime here and summertime here is hot. So I think the day we got married, it was like 112 degrees yeah. and part of our ceremony was outside. For those people that made it through that, that endured that 112 degree weather for an outside ceremony, we're on the outside for 30 minutes. Shout out to Charles Rigby for getting the service wrapped up really quick. Yeah. But it was 112 degrees and very little to no shade, no yeah. misters mm -hmm. was out there getting it in. After that, it turned into a great party. I heard stories about our after party. So they said yeah. we, threw, we threw a hell of a party. So I was excited about that. Marty wouldn't let me go to the after party, but you know, it's okay. Lost him in the room. <laughs> <laughs> but what I wanted to talk about today, what we wanted to touch on is talk a little bit about the student loans 
we've been hearing a lot of stuff in the news about that. We also wanted to talk about the economy a little bit. I wanted to touch on that. I wanted to have Madi come in and talk about some of the banking updates. A lot of you may not know that Madi works in banking. So she is going to talk to us a little bit about that. But I wanted to start with, we hear a lot about inflation. We hear a lot about the economy. We hear a lot about the stock market. And I kind of wanted to just give a little, I don't know, just give my spin on it and how I think everything has happened. So we're talking about going into a recession or inflation. We've seen all of this happen, having a going into a recession or having inflation, if you will. And we've seen it kind of level out here, not level out, but we've seen it slow down. Some of the numbers were really, really high when we're talking about inflation. But let's talk about this, how inflation impacts you. I think it's very important for us to understand when people are talking inflation or we're talking recession or we're talking economy, everything. I just want to give an economics one-on-one lesson really quick so that about supply and demand. So what we're seeing right now, let's just back up to you know 2020 and talk about the global pandemic. So first time ever, we have a global pandemic. The world starts to shut down. Well, when the world starts to shut down, that means that they're not producing as many of the goods that they used to produce. And we'll just say goods to kind of encompass everything that is being made. So when these goods stop being made at the rate of what they were being made, at the same time, we had our government here in the United States trying to stimulate the economy. We've heard that word stimulate. So how do you do that? You add cash into the economy and by way of giving the residents stimulus money. So they go spend money. So what happens is we had a perfect storm where there was nothing being produced, but yet we still had money and we're still going out to stimulate the economy. So what happens in that scenario is that we have a surplus of money and a shortage of goods. And so you know the old adage of supply and demand. So when the demand is high and the supply is low, this is how we get to the place where the prices inflate because we still have extra money. Now let's talk about the market. How important is the market in this because as the market continues to rise, if we continue to see the stock market rise, like we did not last week, last week was a pretty bad week, but we continue to see the stock market rise inflated because of consumer confidence, because they have extra money, it begins to make a huge problem. And so I'm for the market crashing and the market correction. Like I know that we haven't had it in a while, but what I think this is going to do is that's going to be the way that it will help stop the inflation. A few weeks back, we had something happen where the Fed was talking about how they're going to raise the rate. So let's talk about how the interest rates impact all of this, right? Interest rates are like this. So we have the Fed funds rate. They meet about the rate, right? We got our Fed chair. And when they meet about the rate, what they're trying to do is this. You think about it this way. If the interest rates are low on credit cards, or let's just say credit in general, then you are more apt to buy. What do I mean? When you go and you're going to look at a new car, And they're telling you they got that 0% interest rate. Like, who doesn't want that? That 0%, 60 months, 72 months, 0% interest rate will incentivize you to go purchase the car. What does that do? That continues to stimulate the economy because you're buying cars, right? The economy is still moving. But what happens when we're trying to slow down the economy is we raise the interest rate. So as the Fed is continuing to raise that interest rate, what does it raise the interest rate on? So when you're going to get that loan, and now for the car, it might not be 0%. When you're getting that loan for your housing, and we're talking a lot about housing market right now, right? Interest rates were very, very low. We had a 3% prior to moving out of the house that we're in. Now that 3% is no longer available. But what does that do? That is supposed to detour people from spending money because it costs more to borrow it. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to tighten up how much money is being put into the economy by not spending it or making people have pay more interest to spend something. 
on the flip side of that, and I'll talk a little bit about this and I'll let you get into the bank stuff. But on the flip side of that, you know, there was once upon a time when you could have money in the bank and make 5%. Yeah. Well, when they were doing that, right, the interest rates were a lot higher. So when you borrow, when the rate you borrow is higher, that makes the rate that you can save at higher, right? So you get those higher savings rates because that's them trying to incentivize you to not spend money. Because if we keep spending money, we continue with inflation. We are the reason why things are going up in price because we have the old time added thing or old adage, supply and demand. And so everything is there. So when we're talking about, I don't want to just keep rambling on, hopefully hopefully that all made sense. But when we're talking about banking, but it does tie into what you're just saying, because mm-hmm. when they increase the rates, I mean, just last week, they gave us a promotion for a 12 month and 18 month CD. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, it's up 2%. Where a few months back, six months ago, we couldn't even get even close to it too. Now it's over 2%. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to keep people from spending the money mm-hmm. and they want it to be kept in the bank for at least a year to 18 months. I mean, I see that firsthand because they're, you know, hey, call everybody who wants this promotion, try and retain and bring in as many new new money that you can into the branch. So that goes back exactly to what you were saying. And even with the mortgage, we see 6%, 5.5. I mean, it fluctuates here and there, but definitely staying above the five for 30 years, of course. But, you know, we're lending and it's not like it was back when the whole market crashed and mortgage and all this stuff was happening. They're not just lending to anybody. They're definitely asking all the questions and I haven't seen them deviate from okay, I need to see this minimum credit score. I need to see all these different things. And if they're not there, they will not lend. So the leniency as far as credit goes, it hasn't changed. I haven't seen that, but they're definitely trying to get people to bring in that money. Now, as you're seeing people come in, what are the types of people that are coming into the bank? Talk a little bit about that, like those type of people that are bank. Yeah, bank. Yes. I mean, definitely they're always scared of anything with the market. They don't want to invest their money anywhere. They're always talking about security. They want it insured in some way. And those are the type of people that stay there and don't really look out further to see that, you know, really this money is barely if keeping up with inflation and really just depends on how much you're really putting in there. So they don't really see the bigger picture of what they can do. They're always just afraid. And I feel like sometimes it's just more because they don't know. And because they don't know, then they lose out on what they could potentially really make because they're afraid and they don't know. And I think that when you brought up a great point, right, they're not keeping up with inflation. Now, we've heard this year that inflation has been up to 9% now, up too high as 9%. So when inflation is up that high and you're putting your money in a bank and you're getting, you know, 2%, you might not see yourself, like you're not seeing that negative thing, the negative number on your statement per se, like you have an investment. But what you're seeing is when you go to the grocery store, and that's what we talk about, right? When you go see how much bacon, car, and just your grocery bill, before you might have spent $300 on groceries. Well, those same groceries now cost $500, $600. It's the same stuff, same brands, same everything. But now the cost has gone up a lot. And so when you see the people there coming in the bank, knowing that they're losing money, but they don't mm-hmm. feel like they're losing money because it's purchasing power. Mm-hmm. And so the disconnect between people that aren't investing their money, like mm-hmm. they want these guarantees. And I hear people talk about guarantees all the time. We recently talking to a client that had an annuity and we're talking about guarantees, right? And so the way an annuity works is you give a company, an insurance company money, right? And you give the insurance company a lump sum of money or you can do payments on it anyhow. What they do is after that, they give you these payments back. Most of the time it's supposed to be for the rest of your life. Now, sounds like a great product. I'm not saying that they don't have a place for those. We don't personally do those here, but what I will say is this, 
how much does it cost for me to get these guarantees? And that's a very important question that you want to ask as a client when you're going in this, because the market has been volatile and people are looking for ways to be more secure, if you will. And I want to know what the security is going to cost me. That's always a good question to ask anytime you're working with a financial professional. How much is this security going to cost me? Well, in this instance, for this annuity, it's three and a half percent. They're guaranteeing five. So worst case scenario, the annuity is going to pay five percent. But what's happening is it costs three point five. They have it. So your margin is really only one and a half percent. You're still not keeping up with inflation. And if you get that guarantee, like I've seen where we've had the client that has an annuity and the client that has an investment outside of that annuity, that's just an investment, which is, you know, all in cost, probably with the funds and everything is probably close to 1%, maybe not even all the way at one. Okay. So now you have this where you don't have that fee drag and you have a little more flexibility, but you don't have, and I'm using air quotes, the security mm -hmm. because it's tied to the market. Now, if you look at it, the market over any 10 year period, we have fluctuations. But we can prepare for those fluctuations, if you will, with the right type of product investment mix. So what I'll say is security comes at a cost. Mm -hmm. Understand that. And as the market continues to fluctuate, I always have to remind people of this. We know that the market is going to come back. We know that the market is going to fluctuate. It's going to do what it's going to do. You can't control that. What you can control is your activity. And I promise you right now, You'll look back at this time in 2022, there's going to be two groups of people. There's going to be one side that took advantage of this and was able to invest, was able to work with an advisor, was able to make the right moves, didn't pull their money out of the market. They invested, they doubled down because right now everything's on sale. You hear people say this all the time. It's not just words to speak. This is actually really going on. Mm -hmm. It is on sale. So with that, I mean, I don't know if you had anything to add to that. I just kind of went on a rant there. Sorry about that. No, no, no. But I mean, I think it's so true what you're saying, because like I said, I see it and I'm watching, I'm having these conversations with people where they are just too scared and they won't. Even when I even bring up the topic, you know, have you ever talked to an investment professional? They don't sometimes don't even want to open that conversation at all. They don't want to hear what I have to say or why or why not. They're just fixated on what the CD is going to pay or that, you know, moving funds from one bank to another and you're going to get this. $500. I'm like, this is really nothing. And when you look at the bigger picture, but you're not willing to see further than what you see in, right here in front of me. And this is not a lot of money. You're not really making any money by just moving your money from one bank to another for another promotion. Like there's got to be something else you got to do. This is not the way to do it. But unfortunately, sometimes, you know, it's that security thing that I'm talking about. They are just so fixated on that and they don't want to lose anything that they have. I see it all the time. But it's perspective, right? I look at it, you look at it, and we're like, well, you're still losing money. But you're mm -hmm. losing money here on when you go, you're losing purchasing power. And so just say this, we'll put a bow tie on that part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. If you were thinking about getting started in investments, the time is now. The time is now to go try it. Do yourself a favor, schedule an appointment with a professional, or go online and open up an account somewhere. Do whatever it is that you're going to do, but do it and start soon. Because I think that, the opportunities that you're missing by not doing it are greater than the chance that you're taking by doing it. I promise you that. The upside is tremendous. One thing I wanted to talk about, we said something about the student loan. So student loans, we had an update. It hasn't been written into law yet. So this is not a law yet. This is just proposed. This is what can happen. And this is what's on the way. So let's talk a little bit about that. So you've seen the student loan forgiveness. You have, they have some income requirements on it. If you make less than $150,000, you can get up to 
$10,000. I want to say it's like there's two different things. So it's $150 limit for a single person, $250,000 limit for a married couple. And it's from ten dollars to $20,000 worth of forgiveness. The way this works is you're going to have to go and apply for this forgiveness. Some people aren't. There's supposed to be like 8 million people that aren't going to have to apply. But mm-hmm. for the most part, I would go on to the website, check, get everything in order. Because by November 15th, they're going to have this application available for you. So you want to make sure that you get on there and do this. Now, this is important because you can get these loans forgiven. Now, if you do get the loans forgiven or a portion of your loan forgiven, you will have that added to your taxes, which that's not a bad thing because trust me, you'd rather pay the taxes on that than have to pay back the $10,000. So you're still winning on that. There's a lot of little details and intricacies about the income and there's some phase outs if you make more income. But long story less long, this is time for you to take, I've worked with a lot of people. We work with a lot of minority clients and most of my minority clients that have went to college have student loans. So don't let this be one of those things that you do not pay attention to. This is something that you would want to make sure that you're listening to, make sure that you're looking into and make sure that you apply early. Don't wait till the last second. Don't wait until November 15th. The payments that you need on your loans will be due. Listen, they will be due starting January 2023. So make sure that you do everything in your power to see if you can get this loan forgiveness. If you need help from someone, then find someone to help you. Most of the stuff you can find right online. It shouldn't be hard. I think that this is basically like someone giving you ten dollars to $20,000 if they're going to forgive it. Okay? There's two schools of thought on this. There's plenty of people that I heard that were mad about it, but I'm not going to worry about those people that are upset about the student loans because I've seen how they impact the clients that I'm working with. So I'm looking at it from my client's perspective and saying, okay, let's see how we can get through this and navigate it. I know there's some people out there upset and who's going to pay for it, all this stuff. I get it. There's always two sides to every story. And I totally understand why someone would be upset. But I understand why someone would be elated to have this type of debt eliminated. So with that being said, make sure that you are doing the things that are necessary. Make sure you stay ahead of this. Don't be chasing this later and then come back and say, you know, well, I couldn't get it because I didn't do something. This is no one else's fault but yours if you don't do it. So don't blame someone else if you don't do the work necessary to get what you need. So take it from us. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you do that. That was what I had to say on yeah, that. Yeah, the worst thing that they can do is say, no, you don't qualify. So at least you tried. And, and if it works, great, or at least part of it, or, you know, whatever the criteria might be, but get your ducks in order and see what can happen. Absolutely. So I'd say this, and is there anything else that you, you know, wanted to, any topic, anything else that you just got on your heart, you want to share on your heart? <laughs> you know, I mean, I just, even reflecting on the five years, going back to what, how we started the podcast is, you know, the journey even with Gen X Well. And now, you know, with the Minority Money podcast, but just always hard work. And I think just watching the movie we just watched was really neat to see just dedication and hard work and nothing is ever easy. But we, you know, you can't just sit back and let things happen or you need to make things happen. Mm -hmm. I've seen that quote. Michael Jordan said, some wish it would happen. Others think it would happen. And he said, some make it happen. Something like that. I think I butchered it, but I think it was pretty much you, mm-hmm. if anything's going to happen, it's going to happen because you made it happen. And yeah, when I think about, you know, our marriage and the five years that we've been married, we've been together 10, I think, I think it's 10, been married for five. And I think that you being able to support the dream that I had, right? Sounds kind of crazy. I'm going to leave this job and you watch me, you know, mm-hmm. leave principal and our yeah, principal leave there and start this with an idea, a thought to do something for our family that had never been done. It's not like we come from a family of entrepreneurs and it's not like 
that's not a very stressful thing for us to think about trying to do in the middle of trying to start a family. So for you to be able to look at that and say, you know what, I trust what you're doing. I trust Mm -hmm. your decision to start the business 15 days after we got married. Yes. But it wasn't just like blind trust. I mean, you did a lot of research. You read, you listened, you did everything that you could possibly do to prepare yourself as much as you could to make this jump. And you saw the opportunity and you saw that doing what you were doing there wasn't what you truly wanted to do. And it wasn't really helping holistically your clients. And so you just jumped on that. And I remember we'd be on, you know, vacations, listening to a podcast on how to build a process or things like that. And we just listen and you've always been a creator. And that's what I've always told you. You've always had that mind of creating and visualizing and seeing two, three years ahead. And so there was never any doubt in my mind, nothing was going to work or something. It was, this is what's going to happen. And this is what we're going to do. And that was it. And now everybody can hear why we're moving forward. (laughs) Knowing so well here, I think that it's one of those things that, um, oh yeah, we didn't even talk about recently. First of all, let me just thank you, Big, because I really appreciate your words just resonate with me. And it always feels good to know that you got my back. A couple of weeks ago, I actually received an award here in my, and if you guys don't know by now, I'm from Madera, Madera, California, the thriving metropolis. Look it up. <laughs> they have an award here. It's called 40 Around 40. It was it used to be four under 40, but in 2020, we didn't have the ceremony for two years because of COVID or whatnot. So I was actually nominated and won the award with three other, four of us total, but three other incredible candidates. Shout out to Nick, Stephanie, and Alex for all winning that award as well. Incredible individuals. And then we had some people that won it last year. But to be able to win this award in in my city, in the little city that we live in, Madera is like, you know, maybe 60, 70,000 people here. We started this business. And I remember when we started the business and we started here in Madera. And there's one other financial advising office here. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of people that are doing financial advice in the area. And so for us to be able to be recognized for the work that we're doing here in the community was such a tremendous honor. Shout out to my friends that they make it, my family. I didn't get a chance to say all this when I was there and I received the award, but I wanted to shout out to my Aunt Patrice and my cousin Tristan, my friends, the Owens came and the Maldonados came with us. Shout out to K9. Guys, shout out to him. They were here with us on Friday to celebrate our anniversary as well. That's right. Yeah, same people. We're here celebrating our anniversary here at home and we were actually going out to dinner and then they just came over and said, we're just going to hang out with you guys. So they just ambushed us for our anniversary, which was fine, which is fine. But like I said, we've had it not only through the business, but through our marriage and our friends and family have supported us so much. So we just wanted to thank everybody for that. And we really do appreciate it. It was truly a humbling honor to receive the award here and to be able to do it in front of my friends, family and peers that I've grown up with here in Madera. So shout out to the Madera Chamber, the Lifetime Achievement Award and the uh, 440. But a really great show. Like It was really neat. I mean, the food was delicious. The kids were loving it. I mean, how we tried to explain it to them was that dad was going to get a good note. And so that's how our four-year-old was able to understand that his dad was on stage. But, you know, it doesn't, of course, they're too little to understand. But, you know, it was just seeing you up there made us really proud. And I caught as many videos as I could of the kids clapping. And Emlyn saying, hey, that's my name. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, yours is a second. But yeah, we're really just proud of you and everything, all the hard work that you've, you know, had hours and hours of just reading and listening that you put in to try and build this. Thank you. And it's a tremendous honor just to be able to do this with you at my side, you know, with the kids watching. That's always been something big for me. So hope this episode didn't bore you too much because we wanted to get on here and give you some more updates and some information to equip you 
for the rest of your year. As we know, we only have a few more months left in this year. So I would say, you know, in the year with the bang, go out strong, go out, finish this year up very, very strong. 2022 can be a great year for you, but you have to believe it first. That's it. Of course, always thank you all for listening and being a part of our Monday show. As you all know, this is the Minority Money Podcast. I'm your host, Emlyn Miles Mattingly. And today with Maricela Miles Mattingly, we are changing the complexion of wealth. Another great showdown, but it doesn't have to stop there. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast app you're listening on now and give it a good rating, would you? If you feel really connected to the podcast, which I hope you do, find our Facebook community, Minority Money VIP, to support and be supported by others just like you. And again, we're glad to have you. While this podcast is meant to inspire and motivate you to live your best life, it can't be your complete one-stop shop. I know, I know, that really sucks. But I don't know anything about your specific situation. So please reach out to an attorney or CPA, or you can reach out to me, a financial planner, to help you with your specific situation. To get a hold of us, please reach us at fan at Minority Money Podcast. That's F-A-N at Minority Money Podcast, so we can get to know you there. Thanks for being here and until next time.